Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Okay, it is uh, time now to talk about some recommendations for the small screen. And uh, Anne-Marie is back with me. We have uh, Megan uh, on... um whatever machine she's on from her undisclosed location. Good morning to you. And uh, we have uh, Gillian next door in the newsroom and you're all very welcome. Um, Megan, uh, how are you feeling? It was very well flagged, of course, by the government in, in advance of this extra six weeks and the 5th of March and um, all of these headlines. And then Mial Martin saying even then there's no guarantees on easing of restrictions. Where's your head at with it all? Um, I'm happy to see that we're still kind of looking at staying in the level of restrictions that we're at. I don't think we're where we should be in terms of numbers. Like, obviously, we're moving in a positive direction. So I'm glad that we're kind of keeping things closed at the moment and everyone's staying at home. Um, I don't agree with talks about reducing the 5K limit to maybe 2K. I don't really know if that's actually productive at all because, say, if we're in a city and you're reducing the limit to 2K, it'll probably actually mean that you're going to bump into more people because everyone's going to be exercising in the exact same area. Um, I do feel a bit frustrated about the lack of kind of communication on a long-term plan. So, yeah, we're staying in restrictions until the 5th of March, but to what end? Like, what is the plan here? Are we just waiting until everyone gets vaccinated? Is there a plan on... Are we aiming for zero COVID? That's what I would like to see if we're planning on trying to, you know get people quarantining when they come in, uh, trying to ban non-essential travel as much as possible and trying to reduce the numbers completely. And obviously we've got new strains coming in now that we can't really control if travel remains at the level that it is. So I think there needs to be a bit more clarification on the long-term goals. And that's where I kind of stand. Happy to be staying at home, staying with restrictions for now. But I think in the long term, we need a bit more to keep us going and just to give us something to actually work towards because at the moment we all just feel like we're kind of in a bit of a hamster's wheel going round and round and not really knowing when we're going to get out of it kind of thing, you know, that sort of way. Yeah, we're going to be talking about what they intend to do for St. Patrick's Day in Limerick, obviously, online. Maybe that'll give us a bit of uh, hope uh, in a little while. Uh, Anne-Marie, other than um, in Limerick, where social media is full of anger and fury over the Kuna Nocklesheen Road, there's a lot of anger elsewhere on social media and not much else around restrictions and you know, who's right and who's wrong. Yeah, I mean, we just have to accept it, don't we? We don't have a, a choice. And, you know, I was watching it yesterday and I just felt this big shadow is we're living under it still and are going to be living under it for some time. And I think the problem is they don't know themselves how this is going to pan out. And just Megan was saying there she'd like to see a, a no COVID. Uh, so would I. But I think some of the experts are saying that there will never be no COVID, that, that this is going to be here and that's it. And it's how we're going to deal with it. Um, and I think everyone wants to know the long term plan. But I, I genuinely think they don't know themselves they can only plan so far. They can only go on the figures, the trajectories, what the experts are saying. And I'll be honest with you, you know, we chatted here before Christmas. There was not an appetite for shutting down the country before Christmas. There really was not. Hindsight is great, but there really was not. And I don't think anyone thought it was going to be as bad as it is yeah. since Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jill, the politics of this is interesting, isn't it? The opposition party seem to have lined up Uh, largely on this zero COVID strategy and the government not going that far? 
Yeah, and it's, I suppose that's a, a lot of what you would see on social media as well as people pressing for those kind of policies and the, the question that gets spat out time and time and time again is why didn't we do what New Zealand did? And the answer is always the same because we, we are not New Zealand. We are part of a, a wider group, the European Union, and we have a shared border. So zero COVID is not possible. People can keep asking the question all the time, but we cannot control uh, the policies in Northern Ireland and therefore aiming for a zero COVID policy here is just not a possibility. It also feels that the further south you go on the island, the more people think they understand the situation around the border. But people who live up there would point to all sorts of holes with the theory of trying to close it. A lot of people down here believe that... You see, I suppose they're right in that they're two separate places, but... In the same way that a lot of people in Limerick work in Cork and a lot of people in Cork work in Limerick, you have that up at the border as well. You've Monaghan people who are living, uh, who are working in Northern Ireland and are getting paid in sterling. You have also people in the north, not as many, working um, in the Republic. So you've that constant crossover and those people are living with other people who work in their own hometown and work in their own home village. So if, for example, in Donegal, if the numbers go mad in County Delhi, people are taking it back to their county of of Donegal and vice versa so it's extremely complicated and then you have the shared administration up there in the north if I think almost if we shared a border with any other country in Europe it might be a little bit more straightforward but because the shared administration there is a constant power struggle between both sides it's very difficult to get agreement on these things. Yeah. The other thing is, Megan, you know, there was lots in the first lockdown of um, um, clapping the frontline workers and, and, and that sort of stuff. You're not, not seeing too much of that now this far into it. And, and actually, this is probably when the frontline workers really deserve applause because of how tough things are, including, for example, at University Hospital Limerick. I think that the frontline workers need more than applause. I think when this is all over, that each one of them should be given like a month off paid at this stage. I can't even begin to imagine what they are facing. Like they've been sharing their experiences, obviously, on the show, and we know what's going on. But unless you're actually in their shoes and having to deal with that level of crisis, I couldn't imagine being in their position. And we just owe them so much at this point. And they're really risking a lot, even going in and treating patients who might be positive with COVID or, you know, if they don't know that someone has COVID because some people don't have symptoms. So really, our frontline workers have just been doing amazing work as always. And I think we've really seen the pressure now build over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully now with numbers coming down, that things will get easier for them. And I don't think we can ever really thank them for what they've done. No. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.